Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you've tuned into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I do serve as the senior pastor right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And as always, I want to take this opportunity to invite you to join us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, and we'd love to see your face in this place. This coming Sunday, why don't you worship with us on New Year's Eve day, and we'll be excited to see you. Bring a family member or a friend and join us again at 311 North Dunbar. You can visit our website at uh, www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is uh, heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. So you can get to know us when you visit us and scroll down to the bottom of the site, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church family, but ultimately we want to see your face in this place at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. For those of you who are with us for the first time, over my shoulder is how we will proceed. We'll have the opening prayer, the announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And as we hallow your name, Father, we recognize that we are people of unclean lips and unclean hearts. And we ask you, Father, to forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, hear a word from the Lord. Father, we give our hearts, minds, and souls over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. Before we get started, we'd have a few announcements. We're asking you to continue to pray. Uh, we're not fasting during the holiday season because we're rejoicing, but we want you to pray and intercede on behalf of those who are on our prayer list. And we're so excited what God is doing in the life of our church, but we also know that the devil is busy. So I'm going to send out through the pastor's text, the prayer list, and I want you to continue to intercede through the holiday season. And speaking of the holiday season, I'm going to ask you uh, to pray for a few things that are coming up uh, in December, January, and February. Uh, we want you to continue to pray for my series, the unlikely series, as we're uh, headed towards the end of this series. We want you to fast and pray that we might be able to finish strong in this series, as at the end of the series, we're going to be with our sister church, Ecclesia, my son in the ministry, Pastor Bruce 
forward. We are so excited to be back with them. And we're going to ring in the new year at Ecclesia. And I need you to be fasting and praying about that. And also, or I need you to be praying. And also, I want you to pray for uh, the First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows Conference that's coming up on January the 18th through uh, the 20th. And Sister Eton was led to do this conference through a word from the Lord, and we're excited about it. And we need a prayer because it happens after prayer. It happens after prayer. So we want you to intercede on behalf of that as well. And also, uh, I have another uh, prayer request, and I'll share that a little later. But for those who will not be with us this coming Sunday, Christmas Eve day, we want to go ahead and wish you or pray you a Merry Christmas in Jesus' name. And you know, we always wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, God has done some tremendous things here in the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And uh, we want to see you once again in the service. But if we miss you in the next two Sundays because you're traveling, again, we wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in Jesus' name. Uh, before I get uh, into the Unlikely series, uh, I have another prayer request that I have. It's an event that's going to happen in uh, February of 2023, and we're excited to be a part of that. And this opportunity is a part of a legacy that was left behind by my my what I call bishop. I pastor two churches, and you know this, Bethlehem, but maybe saints of gods don't know. Um, his name was G. Wilson Jones, and I pastor two church, and he referred me to those churches, and this man, uh, B.A. Huggins, uh, was his best friend, and I'm a legacy at this conference uh, because he's asked me to fill in for my bishop who preached at this conference every year. It's a preacher's conference in 2024. It's going to be February the 9th through the 11th. And there are some powerful men and women of God on the slate. Our bishop himself, Bishop Broderick Huggins, who came out and did our revival uh, last year. We were so excited and enthusiastic to have him a part of our church. Uh, Dr. Parsons out of Las Vegas, an able preacher of the word of God. Uh, we know in, in the National Baptist, our evangelist, Emmanuel Scott out of Los Angeles is going to be there. And uh, for those on the West Coast, uh, you know, Bishop uh, Clayton Edwards Jr. is going to be there, an abled preacher of the word of God. These people are just so awesome. And then there's going to be little old me out of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And we're going to invite you to come and be a part of that. It's February the 9th. It's a preacher's conference, February the 9th through the 11th. want to encourage those brothers on the East Coast. Why don't you fly on down to Sacramento? and get some of that sun in uh, February the 9th through the 11th. 
Bishop Edwards is going to be the host there at River of Life Church. And you see the registration there, the preferred package is $400, which includes hotel, meals, materials, and airport transportation for the basic package for $200. And you just need to get in contact with BA Huggins Evangelism Ministry. And uh, you can pay at hashtag B Huggins if you or dollar sign B Huggins. You have Cash App, um, but his number is there on the screen as well and email. So we want you to be a part of that. All preachers, I've been saying that Sister Eton's going to meet in January with the first ladies' ministers' wives and widows, and we brothers, we're going to California to celebrate. This is a great conference. And uh, I want you to be involved in Jesus' name. If not involved, Bethlehem, I definitely need you to pray. It happens after prayer. And that's why I mention uh, some of these uh, things and events that we're a part of, because we believe in the power of prayer in Jesus' name. We're continuing tonight in the Unlikely series where we've been standing on the word of God doing this holiday season, or some call it Advent. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus is the reason for the season. And this month we're learning uh, from the Christmas story about how God uses unlikely people to manifest uh, the greatest love story of all times. And if you haven't uh, been a part of this series, you can go uh, to our website and click the Facebook tab there and you can go there and either click on the YouTube link for the, for the series or the podcast links that's there where you can get the series. Uh, we looked at uh, an unlikely pair in Zechariah and Elizabeth because they were old and God used them to give birth to John uh, the Baptist. And I've been saying throughout this series, you cannot tell the biblical Christmas story without starting with this couple and John the Baptist, because God was through prophecy was telling folk who would qualify to be uh, the Messiah. And the Messiah would have one who was like Elijah who would go before him. And that was John uh, the baptizer. But he used an unlikely couple, an old couple, a righteous couple. And uh, they were unlikely. He used Mary, an unlikely servant, a Mary who was a virgin. Many people stumble on the virgin birth. Uh, but we believe it by faith. And last Sunday, we looked at Caesar Augustus, the unlikely statue. Because again, I had to include this in the story because uh, the prophecy said that uh, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem and not in Nazareth. So God used the governing official to uh, make straight the path of the Messiah. Today, we're going to look at Joseph an unlikely stepdad. And Luke doesn't tell uh, Joseph's response to what was going on in the text. So we had to go into Matthew and see 
what happened in regards to Joseph. And this coming Sunday, we're going to look at uh, Jesus, an unlikely Savior. And as we uh, celebrate the night of the day before Christmas, and then we're going to come back next Sunday and look at you, a unlikely story on December the 31st. So we're excited uh, to complete this series, and we ask that you continue to pray about this series, that God would move in mighty and awesome ways through this series. But tonight, we're going to look at Joseph, an unlikely stepdad, an unlikely stepdad. And let's read Matthew's account. And remember, I've been only using Luke's account uh, for the Advent, but we had to come back and get this story about Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. And it reads as following. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home and as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. I read to you today, Matthew chapter one, verses 18 to 21, and may God only bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word in Jesus' name. Again, today, tonight, this evening, or whenever you are watching or listening, uh, we're talking about today, Joseph, an unlikely stepdad. And we're going to look at the text and we're going to see a problematic pregnancy. Then we're going to see a proper punishment. And then we're going to see a pardon of the prophecy. And we want Christians to know today that God can do what has never been done before and will never be done again over in your life. Let me say that again. This is why we believe and say throughout this time, even unchristian stories about Christmas says that there's miracles that happen during Christmas time and miracles uh, happen during Christmas time because it was happening over and over and over again as we share these unlikely people in the text. Miracles upon miracles were happening. And miracles can happen in Christmas and I'm so glad that my God is a God that's on the throne all year round. But God tonight we want you to know that God can do what has never been done before and will never be done over in your life. He can do this, and this is what he does in the text with the version birth. Let's look at this brief video, and then we'll get into the word.
Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord just briefly on the maps. We took a look at the map this last Sunday with this uh, calendar. And over here is Judah, Samaria, and Galilee. We know Judah is where Jerusalem is. And we also, from the Christmas story, know Judah is where Bethlehem is. And this last Sunday, we said that there was a problem. Mary was pregnant and was to give birth to the Messiah, and she was up here in Nazareth. She was up here in Nazareth. So we saw that Caesar Augustus had a census, and they had to go back uh, to their hometown. If he had a census and I and had to go back, and I had to go back to my hometown, I'd have to go back to Dallas, Texas. That's where I am from. It's where I was born, in Dallas, Texas. So I would have to go back to Dallas. Uh, Joseph had to go back from Nazareth. He had to take a pregnant wife all the way down here. And we, do really, we really don't know what route they took. We do know that uh, Orthodox Jews wouldn't go through Samaria because of their races, uh, we believe, and also because it could have been, as I've studied the map, it was, could have been a harder route to go through Samaria because of the mountainous ranges there. Uh, most Jews would have uh, left Nazareth, come across, cross over the Jordan, they say, come down the Jordan and come back up over through uh, Jerusalem and come back. And of course, Jerusalem is a few miles uh, from Bethlehem. Um, so we believe they probably may have taken that route, but whatever route they took, we know that Caesar Augustus uh, had a census and Joseph had to go back to his hometown. His hometown was the city of David. You'll hear that a lot because David was there in Bethlehem, the city of David. 
in Bethlehem. And when David was on the run from Saul, we know that uh, he was all up back down through here because he knew this country and this mountainous range and all that, probably like the back of his hand. Um, but this is uh, Advent on the map. Point number one, a problematic pregnancy. Um, there's a song that uh, many of us sing, and I'm, I'm going to try not to be critical and, and try to take the heart of what the song was saying. Uh, but a bishop wants a song, the song, uh, Lord, whatever you do, don't do it without me. He had a desire to be a part of the works of God. And he didn't want God to work without him. And for me, that sounds kind of spiritual on the surface, but it is very problematic because God is not going to limit himself to one person's desire to be used. And he's not just going to limit himself to even a few people or thousands of people who want God to use them and, and, and who would pray or say, don't do it without me because God would definitely be limiting his ultimate and sovereign power if he limited to us. And in this text, um, Joseph was left out of the loop. Let me say that again. God was at work in the family of Joseph, and Joseph himself was left out of the loop. You see, because Job, uh, Joseph had to get up to speed because there was a problematic pregnancy, and God was moving in the life of Joseph's family, and Joseph didn't even know it. Joseph um, in the text, it says that his mother Mary was, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. God did not send Joseph an email. God did not uh, send Joseph or add Joseph to the group text of what was about to happen. Uh, Joseph did not get the facts. Uh, Joseph was left out of the loop and the pregnancy became a problem. Woo! Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. And I want you to know tonight that that thing that seems problematic in your life, maybe God working in your life without you even knowing about it. You see, this was about to be the greatest miracles of, uh, of all times. And Joseph, oh, was left out of the loop. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. You want God to work and move, but, 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 but you cannot discern how God is working behind the scene, even on your behalf to be a part of this great miracle. Joseph was left out of the loop. You know, when I was studying this, I, I was reminded of, of the Concord Church where I served on staff there as a singles pastor. And, and I can remember being in the service 
And I can remember E.K. Bailey uh, uh, introducing some new stuff that was going to happen in the singles ministry. And, and, and I was there and I was learning uh, like everybody else. I was left out of the loop. Now, he's the senior pastor. I'm the singles pastor. And he's saying, we're talking about stuff from the pulpit that was going to happen in, in my ministry that I didn't even know anything about. And you say, well, preacher, what did you do? Well, a lot of folk got mad when that happened because they were out the loop. Me, I just act like I knew. Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I just act like I knew because I knew he was the head and whatever the head says, guess what? It's going to happen in my ministry because I'm not the head and that's how God is. Uh, if God is moving in your life uh, through some people and some stuff and some things that you don't know anything about, you better act like you know because, oh, because he is the head uh, and, and not the tail. He does not or hold himself accountable to me. Oh, I have to hold myself accountable to him. I've got to be so close to him that whenever something jumps out, I better get involved. Hello, somebody with how he's working and how he's moving. And there's somebody that has some problematic problems and it's upset you. You didn't know. Well, guess what? You don't have to know. You're not the head. Hello, somebody. And Jesus, now this was problematic. Before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. Hello, somebody, through the Holy Spirit. And Luke puts it this way. We've been following Luke's term, uh, what's happening. He said the angel, see, he had to get the speed. He was left out of the loop. And God finally gave him the text. God, God finally put him in the group text. God, God finally sent him an email. God, God finally gave him a call. And, 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 and he gave him a call. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And this is what was going to happen. The Holy Spirit, as he explained to Mary, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. He put Mary in the text first. Hello, somebody. And then later on the point number two, we're going to see here how Joseph got put in the group text or the email or the facts, he finally got up to speed because God doesn't hold himself accountable to no man. And that's why we can't sing words like, Lord, whatever you do, don't do it without me. That's limiting God's power. God, do it without me. I don't have to know. Put me on the CC last. Hello, somebody. I just want you to work and move in mighty and awesome ways in my life, even when I don't know you're working and moving in mighty and awesome ways uh, in my life. But there's a blessing in ignorance. Hello, somebody. When God is working, there's a blessing in the ignorance. Hello, somebody. Because ultimately, he's going to put you up to speed. He put Mary on speed, but, if, but he forgot to tell Joseph. And that's what made it a problematic pregnancy. So we talk about today, Joseph, an unlikely stepdad, the proper punishment. You see, Joseph didn't get, again, the group text. 
He didn't get a text. He didn't get a cell call. He, he didn't get a pigeon. H Hello, somebody back in that day. Uh, he didn't get a messenger, not yet. And when he, when, and so the pregnancy was problematic like it would have been with anybody. See, Joseph was a holy man. He was a righteous man. And Joseph knew when this woman was pregnant, he knew he, he wasn't the one that slept with her because uh, he was a holy man of God. He was a holy man of God. So he didn't need Maury all to come along to, oh, prove. Yeah, Maury, remember he does that. They did all those uh, shows about who's the baby daddy and all of that and, and pregnancy texts and and to prove who the daddy was. See, Joseph was holy. He didn't, he didn't need any of that. Joseph knew it wasn't him. Hello, somebody. Because he lived holy and he lived righteous. And parenthetically there, God is calling us to live holy and righteous in our day and time, just like Joseph, single folk. He's calling you to live holy and righteous. If you're not married, you need to save sex for marriage. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again, because it seems so old-fashioned. Uh, uh, for us to think like that in our culture, in our society, where they say you got to try it before you buy it. But there's some folk who believe in the word of God. There's some folk who stand on the word of God. And, and Sister Eton and I uh, kept us ourselves holy until marriage. We didn't have sex before marriage because we believe the word of God. And Joseph was that kind of guy. He knew it wasn't him. Uh, and this woman got pregnant. Hello, somebody. So, so, so he was a righteous man. So, so this is what he did. Uh, he came up with a proper punishment. You see, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. Now, he was faithful to the law when it was blessing him, and he was faithful to the law when it was working against him. That's what you got to learn to do as a Christian, because sometimes obeying the word of God will be blessing you. Other times it seems like it will be cursing you, but you better do the word of God, whether however you feel and however you don't feel in Jesus' name. Joseph, because he was a righteous and faithful man. He, he, he did what the law said, and it said, yet he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace um, because uh, that's what the law says, and we will look at that probably a little later. And yet he did not want to expose her to a public disgrace, and he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You see, Joseph didn't want to make this thing messy. You see, righteous people ain't messy. Hello, somebody. Righteous people will do the right thing. Righteous people ain't, ain't going to put a Mary on blast on Facebook with the past, with, with, the, with the pregnancy test. I, I was listening to a show. I think it was a Steve Harvey show about a young man got a girl pregnant. They believe he was, uh, he had his nose wide open and the girl, uh, girl and his parents was kind of using the boy because he, he was whooped. Uh, and, 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 and Steve Harvey said, uh, you know, uh, get the pregnancy test and put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, nah, boy, you don't do that. Uh, you see, Joseph wasn't that wasn't messy. 
He didn't want to put it on Facebook. He didn't, he didn't want to oh, tweet about it. He, he didn't want to oh, put it on Instagram about how they broke up. Hello, somebody. Uh, and make the breakup Instagram official. He didn't want to put all of that mess out there. And that's what Christians should do. Uh, if you have a Facebook, don't put your mess on Facebook. Hello, somebody. Uh, what you, if you have a Facebook or Instagram, all that do the business that you do if it's a holy business by the way and, and, and glorify god in what you do on facebook you don't see me in my facebook or instagram or all that me putting out messy stuff hello somebody you don't even see me put out uh personal stuff a lot of personal stuff uh, my sites are to glorify god and Joseph, even in this mess, was trying to glorify God. He didn't want to put it out, put it out on on pub in the public. He had a mind, and that's what holy people do. We don't need that drama. Hello, somebody. Um, he he wanted to uh, divorce her quietly, and this was a proper punishment for the righteous man. I told you, I'm going to tell you what could have happened in the text. And John tells us, this is John 8 and, and 4 and 5, and, and said the teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law of Moses commands us to uh, stone such a woman. So what did you say? He could have made it a public disgrace. He could have had her out and took her to the doorstep of her daddy's house and, and, and stoned her to death. If he was radical, a radical orthodox uh, Jewish person. But even in this, to him, most disgraceful time, he wanted to glorify God and do things right. And when you do things and have a heart to do things right, you won't make blaring errors. Blaring mistakes. This could have been uh, one of the most blaring error mistakes of all time. You know, God does sometimes do something that he won't ever do uh, again. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. And that's why we have to be open to the power of the spirit and listening to the move of God. Guess what? Christian folk, traditional folk, God will and sometimes do something new in the life of the church. Woo! Hello, somebody. And, and sometimes he'll do something new in the life of the church that he will never do again. Woo! Let that fill your mind. God will actually do something new. God will actually do something that he's never done before. And if you are just religious and self-righteous, God can never move in a new way in your church or even a new way in your life. You better learn how to be holy and righteous and obey the law and, 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 and listen to the power of the spirit of God in your life in Jesus name, cause God may just be about to do something that he's never done before in your life, in the life of your church, something that he's never done before in Jesus name. Well, finally in point number three, we see that God finally once again, put Joseph in 
the group text and his own family group text. We have a family group text. I try to keep up with my family through the family group text. God was working in the life of Joseph's family and he wasn't even in the group text. He didn't know anything. And one of the reasons I, I like to be in the family group text is to keep up with my family. Um, but now God finally sends an email and CCs Joseph. Helps him. He just was emailing Mary at first. And 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 and, and in the family, they were doing something so miraculous. He, you know, uh, even uh, Elizabeth uh, was a CC'd in what was going on. Hello, somebody. And this stuff all was working. And Joseph didn't know nothing about it. And once again, if God is working in your life and it manifested itself in your life, you better act like you know. Because God is sovereign and God will tell you at the right time. And I don't know why God waited, but he did. And that was the pardon of the prophecy. Verse 20 and 21 says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Hello, Joseph, son of David. This is very important, son of David. That's why he had to go back down to Bethlehem and, and, and with, the, with the registration or the census. He was the son of David. He had to go back to the town of David. He, 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 the, 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 the angel of the Lord was letting him know that this is your season. This is your time. You've been born for such a time as this. Joseph, son of David. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. And God is calling you by your name, by the name that will help you to live out uh, uh, to the destiny that God has on your life. Joseph, son of David, he says, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. It was a prophetic pardon. Because once again, I say, we'll get all willy-nilly in telling the Christmas story, even us who do it the best. We leave out John. John had to be in there because there was a prophecy that, 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 that before the Messiah would be Elisha. And John, it was Elisha. Not only that, there was a prophecy that said that, 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 that Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. Hello, Bethlehem. Y'all know I love this time of year because I get to talk about Bethlehem, the house of bread. And Joseph had to be called down. He had to, first of all, be put on the in the loop because if he if he if the marriage didn't stay together, he wasn't going nowhere with her. So the angel had to get him to speed as God was working in his family life, even left him out the loop. And sometimes we as Christians would be left out. Look, sometimes we as pastors would be left out of the loop. And God is working. You better do like I did at Concord. You better act like you know and go forward and get up to speed. Hello, somebody. He said, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is 
of the Holy Spirit of God. Praise the Lord for the pardon of the prophecy. Don't you know this pardon of the prophecy was for all of us, not just for Joseph, because Jesus Christ would be born to pardon you and to pardon me. And this story had to go forward so that this story could reach us. As I'm talking about in the last message on December the 31st, the you of an unlikely servant. Isaiah 7 and 14 says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, that's what this was, that Joseph, I imagine, must have remembered reading this as, as, as the true, sincere, righteous folk were looking for the Messiah. It says, there's going to be a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will be called, and you will call him Emmanuel. God is with us, is what Emmanuel means. The virgin birth was a sign I can imagine as the Holy Spirit was speaking or the angel was speaking to him. The Holy Spirit uh, probably illuminated this text in his mind and then he got that divine email. He got that divine, oh, CC, uh, got the divine text. He got the divine uh, facts. He got the divine pigeon. He got the divine messenger from God and God put him in the loop. And because God won't just limit himself to one man or one moment, he works as he sees fit through his sovereignty. And this is what we celebrate this holiday season as I've run out of time, Bethlehem and saints of God. I'm happy to let you know that God can do something he's never done before because somebody's listening. And you need a breakthrough. We learn from this that he can do something that he's never done before. And even that he'll never do again in your life. He's got that kind of power. But as I was saying, I'm so glad that this is not the only time you hear John 3.16 from me because you hear it all year long. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is what the Christmas story is all about. Advent is all about. It's about our Savior saving the world, giving us all that, 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 that pardon that, that that was a prophecy and that's that's that word that pardon that was a prophecy in your life you can believe today that jesus christ was god's only son that he died for your sins was buried and raised again on the third day then today you can be saved in jesus name all you have to do is pray this simple prayer dear lord jesus i believe that you're God's only son. I believe that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. I give my will over to you right now in Jesus' name. 
help me to get on one accord with God's program for me and my life. Help me to be made over into the image of Jesus Christ. Help me to work out my own salvation in fear and trembling. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, uh, Garvin County, then you've been born into the body of Jesus Christ. I want to see you this coming Sunday. What a homecoming it will be. 311 North Dunbar is our address, and we want to see you this coming Sunday. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to see you on Christmas Eve day in Jesus' name. And let me know that you pray to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by watching uh, the Wednesday Zoom Bible study. There are other decisions that you can make. You may pray that prayer for the first time. You can come down and say, Preacher, I accept Jesus Christ. I need to be baptized. And you may want us to baptize you because you prayed, because you prayed this prayer in this kind of setting. Maybe you don't live in Paul's Valley, but you want to get baptized because this is where you accepted Jesus Christ through this ministry. There's some who have been involved with our ministry and you have not officially become a member of what I call the body of Jesus Christ here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we want you to make that decision to become a part of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in membership. Somebody may need prayer and say, hey, God, I need God to do something that he's never done before in my life and may never do again. But I need this breakthrough. Pray for me, preacher. Pray with me, preacher. Send me a text, an email, a letter. I'll put you on the prayer list. Some may need a rededication to Christ because you've been, you felt like you've been left out of the loop, but God has called you and let you know why you are in the dark right now. If you want to recommit it, uh, you want to recommit your life to Jesus Christ and say, hey, I will, I will follow you in the dark until you send me the light. I need to rededicate my life. Somebody needs a call to preach or to serve in the body of Christ. You say, I've been moved of God to, to serve God some kind of way. And we'll, we'll help you to discover your spiritual gift and to be active in the body of Christ. I want to thank you for joining us tonight, Bethlehem and Saints of God. And as always, I always want to challenge and encourage, even during this holiday season, the Saints of God to stay connected. Uh, stay connected to God's person. Stay connected to God's precepts. And stay connected to God's people during this holiday season. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You're truly worthy to be praised. We ask you, Lord, as we head into the peak of this holiday season, that we can celebrate the season by telling everyone about Jesus Christ. Give us divine appointments to let folk know that Jesus is the reason for the season. Put your head, your protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, 
Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.